filth, horror, glamour. This is part two of our review of episode six, the final floor show, darlings. And the very first drag super monster is... Hello, my little darklings. Welcome back to the... This is the now final episode of the uh, season one Dragula review. And um, I'm just going to give a little disclaimer here. Um, there is more content, such as the reunion episodes that they did, um, as well as the behind-the-scenes episode that they did. But I'm not going to review those because um, I'm just lazy. <laughs> But if you'd like to review those because the first season of Dragula was a total YouTube thing, they're available on the Hey Queen channel. It's one of their playlists. Unfortunately, they have a lot of playlists. Um, so you might have to search for them. But anyways, um, yeah. So, less, so, you know, um, so just as a reminder, um, this is... The, this is actually part two of the review of episode six. The first part featured the uh, final supper, which was the, which is a um, now um, annual thing. Is every season so far has had a final supper. Um, so, you know, where the queens get together and they do their thing. Well, performers later, you know, I should say. Um, anyways, and as a reminder, the challenge for this for for this final floor show is that they were given two weeks to prep for it to be at their best um to all to determine you know who the first drag super monster is if you've seen the season then you already know who the winner is um they had to come up with three looks with performances that reflect the three tenets of dragula which are filth horror and glamour now this season, uh, because the season was on a budget mostly, um, and they wanted to try and get fan interaction, um, uh, the prize is for, the prize is a fan funded, is a fan funded tip of $10,000 that was done on an Indiegogo, uh, thing. Um, they got a crown and scepter, which, um, later on, which later on the uh, crown and scepter would be provided by uh fierce fierce drag queen jewels or <laughs> sorry yeah fierce drag jewels uh but um this one no it's not it's not, i'm not sure who it is they just get like the winner just gets a crown um and they earn the title of the world's first drag super monster um so yeah, so not the uh, biggest prize, but this this was kind of the opening gateway season, which, you know, which we all love and appreciate because of the nostalgia. And I got to admit, when I first watched the season, I was kind of taken aback because it was like low production. I wasn't really, which made it hard to be interested in it. And then, you know, now I watch it again. I had a lot of fun watching it this whole season. Um, but... Yes, and um, according to the Boulets, eventually they're all going to be available on Shutter, um, totally remastered, so it's all going to be HD. Um, so yay! Um, anyway, so we just had the Last Supper. Now we are now we cut to 
Vander's place. And this is where we see a little, t little where they get um, some final words from the uh, queens. Um, and, well, like I said, just start off, we're at Vander. Uh, Vander, this whole time, is discussing their struggle and their journey. Um, of course, as we all know, Vander is actually a new, at this time, is a new queen. Hasn't really ha been an established scene yet. Uh, but is just blowing them away with her talent. <laughs> um, they do give some final thoughts about Melissa. Uh, and the fact that there is, like, policing that's been done, if from the Last Supper, from the other contestants, but also what had been said and the fans, because this was being like, as this was being produced and everything, it was just, you know, it was kind of like, they had a shorter, like, editing time to this, you know, so the, so the episodes were being put out fast enough to where, like, the fans could respond. Um, and also, like I said, because of the Indiegogo fund and everything, they also, you know, had to do that, too. Um, famous, but there's was policing, um, about like, you know, because Melissa comes from the, uh, comes from the, uh, pageant world or well, we, what would be considered a more mainstream drag world. And then she shifted in this one, but then again, the same, but then again, she points out, um, this is around the time with season, this is around the time with the early seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race as well. So Vanner does point out that the similar thing happened to Sharon Needles, but kind of the opposite thing. Sharon came from the alt world. And ended up winning. <laughs> ended up winning. Um, but yes. Uh, next up we have Melissa. Um, you know, talking about having... Talking about that there's a standard of thought of drag that she um, initially thought there was. And then that the show, um, you know, kind of opened her eyes and... The more exposure and she realized that drag is much more inclusive which we it's much more inclusive than what she initially had thought um and also she too talks about um she too talks about let's see um you know uh, first of all she didn't come from the monster scene yet again but um also that she reflects on um there was a reddit thread that um, basically was bullying, wondering, that was basically bullying, commenting, and also on other social media platforms where they were just commenting about how she shouldn't be there because she's not from that scene, um, which, you know, to tell you the truth, is kind of um, all sorts of kind of just ironic. But yeah, you know, it's just like, um, but yeah. Um, and then finally, Frankie, we're at Frankie's place, and Frankie talks about how the winning would um, be uh, be like, you know, the validation that they need. Uh, you know, it's, you know, um, that, you know, they just, you know, winning, blah, 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 blah. I don't know why I'm tongue-tied. Oh, but just give validation to their drag. Um, and, you know, also how Frankie's talking is that they're basically talking about how, like, you know, because they don't, because they're more of a creature, you know, literal creature, um, creature drag, and, like, they're more punk and all this stuff, and then, like, how they, um, you know, they, they don't, there aren't a lot of places for, like, you know, queens like Frankie, which kind of goes which actually goes on the actually on the mirror flip side of 
what Melissa went through just on this show. You know, eh, it's funny. I'm just, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and possibly all three of them had uh, made a prediction of the trajectory of the show. Um, which this season kind of does a lot and everything about how it's going to start blowing up and da, da, da. they, they must be some kind of witches because, you know, as we all know, it did. And, you know, and like I said, with the, and like I said before and everything, it's just like, um, it's just kind of weird to me. This is always like kind of been weird to me and everything. It's just like, you know, every little individual scene for, you know, like, something like Dragon or anything gets put in, like, little boxes. And for some odd reason, those little boxes don't seem to realize that they all connect. You know, that they all connect. It's just, like, that's just kind of mind-blowing to me. I mean, like, seriously, like, I am hoping, I'm hoping, you know, that the other queens who were kind of giving Melissa shit and everything um, saw this or they walk, look back on the season and they did. I'm, actually, if I remember correctly, I kind of think they did. I kind of think they, they all ate crow. You know, except for Pinchay because she wasn't there most of the time. But anyways, uh, so, you know, it's just... But like I said, you can you can catch up all this on the reunion. It's totally available on YouTube. Yada, 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 yada. <laughs> um, anywho... Um, Anyways, I'm about to like we're about to take like a little sh tiny short break, um. So, where I go over the f the floor show, where I go over the floor show, and um, I might be giving them kind of out of order because if you are familiar with how Drag Race does their floor shows and everything, for you know the audience, it's like you know not showcasing them one by one and everything. I mean they showcase them one by one and everything enough for like you know, they get an edit for the audience and everything, but at the same time it is kind of chaotic um so i'm just gonna apologize for that right now um anywho uh like i said we're gonna take a short little break and then we're gonna go ahead and talk about the floor show and find out who was crowned as the world's first super first first drag super monster oh my god why can't i talk <laughs> I am sorry if I am not any good, but this is getting close to my um, bedtime while I'm recording this, so, yeah. Anyways, but, um, let's continue. So, we're going to be talking about the floor show. Uh, we cut to the boulets announcing that this is the final floor show of the season. And, um, going over the challenge, the challenge, I said tenants earlier at this point, and with the whole show, it's... They're really they're not they don't dress them as tenants and everything. They're called the principals here. <laughs> and as a reminder, if you can't forget them, and I'm gonna be telling you what they are in order. Uh glamour, filth, then horror. Um, and then we get to see a little and a little warning, we get to see a little bit of um the um magic of editing put all this together and also time constraint. Um and like you know, just filming setup. Uh, so, ooh, ooh, God, I'm so sorry. So, but yeah. Anyways, so first up with glamour, we have Melissa B. Fierce coming out in a sparkly black gown, sparkles from head to 
toe. Then we have Vander in uh in a very fashiony uh leather skater A-line dress. Uh frankly Frank frankly <laughs> frankly I wish I could talk. Frankie in a sparkling bodysuit with a horn headpiece. Yes. To me, this is Vander's basically doing kind of an androgynous play on um, on Madonna's infamous book, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then there's a tearaway of the skirt revealing that it's like matching leathery lingerie, um, and uh, also Vander um, brought out some props one of them being a, a model um who's into puppy play apparently <laughs> uh melissa's makeup is um kind of on the blue grayscale sort of thing okay drag tip here if you're gonna do grayscale makeup um you're gonna do like grayscale makeup like actual grayscale makeup um kind of a good idea to incorporate a little bit of brown into it uh just because um, gray makeup by itself and everything does gray makeup or gray body paint in general. Um, there, there is blue in there. So adding like, so actually getting out the painter's palette, mixing it up with the brown, um, does help, you know, a little bit, um, to nullify the blueing because when you actually blend it on the body, if you go way too heavy with it, it comes out blue. I'm not saying it's not beautiful. I'm just saying that's just, I'm just saying this was what happened. Where was I? Oh, yes. Um, yes. Um, also correction, uh, Frankie, this isn't a bodysuit. It's a very fitted mesh sequin dress and it looks absolutely lovely. This is the most beautiful I've seen Frankie on this entire season. I, I love it. Um, it does say glamour in a very Frankie Doom way. Um, as does Melissa's Melissa obviously was gonna nail glamour, but it's like you know glamour from pageantry meshed with what she learned messed with meshed with Dragula, and uh, Vander did glamour in a very high fashion kind of cerebral way. Okay, next up category is filth. Frankie comes out as a little as little as basically psychotic cracked out Miss Piggy. With uh, makeup and hair giving a nod to the legendary divine. Whereas Vander Von Odd then comes out full on divine reference, um, which I live for. Uh, and Melissa, okay, Melissa B. Fierce is one of the most legendary, did one of the most legendary performances or one, most legendary looks ever on the show. And she does get referenced a lot in later seasons and everything simply for this filth look. Uh, category is, category is none, blasphemous none, blasphemous filthy none. Uh, Frankie and Vander are doing a lot of vomit and food play. Uh, basically, Frankie's stuffing her mouth and everything with food from a trough, from a, like a little tiny trough, and then spinning it up and then re-eating it again and all that stuff. Vander uh, brought out a prop of uh, poop. <laughs> and then actually made herself throw up on stage and then proceeds to mess around with the ick that is on the floor with the prop poop. It, I, from my understanding, it was fake poop, but then again, that was not fake vomit. <laughs> Which is 
definitely filthy and gives the whole, you know, d nod to the legendary late great divine, uh, the world's first drag superstar. Meanwhile, Melissa, she had to be blurred for most of it. Um, mostly because, uh, basically, um, she was nude, um, junk full out. Um, there was a lot of Bible ripping. Basically, she was walking down, she was wearing the whole catwalk in the stage, ripping a Bible apart. Um, there was blood everywhere. She was spitting up blood, blood coming out of everywhere, just blood, uh, fake blood, just FYI, and caps it all off by slightly squatting and pulling out the be the chain of rosary beads that was shoved up her butt. <laughs> yes, I would like to know the soundtrack she was working it to. I'm just saying. This was a legendary performance and look for a reason. Um, so, yes. And uh, Swan Thula later says that this does tickle her funny bone. Like I said, she does reference this particular filth performance a lot. Um, anyways, and then we have horror. Uh, Frankie coming in. Have you ever, if you've seen uh, the movie 13 Ghosts, and you remember the character of uh, the fallen princess, I believe? Um, naked girl who slashed herself to death, basically. Um, uh, Frankie's coming in with a bodysuit that kind of gives me, gives me that sort of vibe. Um, Vander comes out, just as this ghastly, ghostly thing, um, with like a mirror crown. It's basically giving me a bloody prom night sort of thing. You know, bloody Victorian prom night sort of feel. <laughs> because there's like a collar ruffle. There's like a collar ruffle and like, you know, a ruffle arms. But anyways, um, and Melissa comes out, get, comes out to me giving a nod to what could be La Llorona, but um, with a slit throat. Well, not with, with what I thought was a slit throat, but no, but there's a bullet wound on her head um, and she's just so into it. She has a corpse of her husband. She's dragging around, uh, stabbing on stage. Vanders is going ballistic. Uh, Frankie's basically taking the knife and playing with the quote-unquote wounds on their body. <laughs> it was truly terrifying. <laughs> so we cut. So this is so this totally dissolves, and then finally, it's the actual extermination. Um, we have some last words from the Boulets as to why they started this. Um, and the wording is basically, the words, it's basically kind of heart-touching. Because uh, drag is now getting, now drag is now in the mainstream, but it's only featuring one type of drag. And because of that, uh, performers like themselves are not being, are being pushed out of nightclubs, they're being pushed out. Basically, yes. A lot of venues that were very welcoming of all kinds now only want the kind that was featured. And that was what was basically being highlighted. Um, very glamorous, polished, highlighting, very glamorous and polished on um, the, the look from basically the early seasons of Drag Race and everything where they're trying to go for believable, you know, impersonation of, of the opposite gender, basically. Um but we're like, they're just being dominated by drag queens. And at this time, they're also pushing on drag kings. Um, you'll also notice that the girls are in different looks. 
Um, and that's because like completely different looks. Um, and that's just basically just how the filming set up and everything. You know, when you don't have a lot of budget for editing and stuff like that, it was just like one trick and everything like, like, you know, go with the most, like, you know, like basically, you know, change, like basically like, um, like makeup wise to what you can add on versus what you can take off makeup wise. Um, you know, sort of thing, but if you kind of get that, but anyways, um, so they weren't actually filming the sequence they were presented in, my point, um, anyways, um, anyways, they let the girls share their thoughts, and yes, uh, the boulets do then talk a little bit, um, talk a little bit, getting ready to announce the winner, and our winner is, spoiler alert, I, we already do. If you've watched the season, you already knew. Um, spoiler alert. Why do I keep saying spoiler alert? Our winner is Vander Von Odd. Cue the dramatic music and the ceremonial Carrie-style crowning. Being covered in blood and obnoxious amount of horrific screaming. Yes. The season is over. Except for the um, follow-up reunion and shit <laughs> and then in the credit scene and everything it cuts to them um it cuts to the boulets uh premiering the dragula girls um on stage for the first time all together so yeah so i gotta say oh no this is a fun season so i guess until the next one well, i guess i'll say bye for now <laughs> Well, thank you, my marvelous little mutants, <laughs> for sitting through the review of season one of Dragula, <laughs> which is technically season two of this series. I know it's weird. I should should have started one, but anyways, it had to be done. <laughs> Though we have to say goodbye to this series right now. Um, you can still always catch. Um, the main show's podcast, Another Drag Queen Show, uh, at any time. Um, until next time, in the immortal words of Havavira, Mistress of the Dark, Unpleasant Dreams.